Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager of Evergreen Crossing's Independent Senior Living and author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. And I'm Hollis Hartman, director of sales for Harbor Chase of Evergreen Walk, assisted living and memory care. Every episode, we sit down with industry area subject matter experts to find out what they've learned along the way to share it with Connecticut seniors and their families. Everyone goes through times in their lives where they feel kind of low. Maybe you had a bad day at work or you had a huge fight with a loved one. Sometimes you just feel down for no reason at all. And those are the worst. We are made up of so many chemicals and sometimes those chemicals are off balance. Therefore, we get into mood swings. So what can you do to pull yourself out of these mood swings? And uh, Trevor Smith, certified laughter leader, says that one of the things that we need to get back to is being together. A social connection mm-hmm. is one of those solutions. So I want to talk about that for uh, for a minute. Thank you for being on the on the show, Trevor. Absolutely. Thanks for being, letting me. Yeah. Thanks for being on. We yep. are uh, we're a creature that was intended to be together, mm-hmm. not to be isolated and be alone. Yep. And that's what I believe anyway. And yep. I'm I'm not sure how you feel about that. Agreed. So we need to do that now. Hollis and I are both working retirement communities and one of the our goals internally that we strive for is to get people out of their apartments mm. and to come to events right and sometimes it's a real battle right and this is something i've shared on the show before i once talked to a, a lady in in our community i said why don't you come to these events and she said i've been for 65 years i've been getting up every morning getting dressed and to go to work and now I am at a point where I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I would much prefer to be able to watch the Hallmark Channel in my underpants. So while that's a funny comment, she's right. Yeah. So in a way, so we we have this dichotomy where you know people want their relaxation. We want them to take care of themselves. But then it goes too deep. It goes over the other end because mm-hmm. we can't get them to come out right. because they forget about how important the social connection is. Absolutely. So let's say that Hollis and I are able to become more successful at getting people to come out and come up with events that people want to be at, mm. especially if we give away money, right? <laughs> we, they get to win money exactly. and, and have fun. Yeah, so we, we've conquered that. <laughs> now that they're together and they come to happy hours and whatever, mm-hmm. what are some tips that you have, Trevor, what would you tell people on how to make the most of that social connection when you you're, you found some friends that you want to be with and you come down to happy hour? What are some tips for really making the most of that for the uh, the benefit of yourself and your your friends? Well, I think one of the thing is, is what I kind of kind of really focus on in some of the, the laughter clubs or laughter programs I do is ask questions, find things that you're having in common with with somebody else. And really kind of build from there. And just kind of listen. I think uh, we all forget the importance of listening, listening to other people. And that, that's how we big, build connections with other people. And it's through listening and asking questions. And that's how you kind of develop relationships. 
So, you so you're saying take an interest in other people. Exactly, yeah. Uh, be curious about them. Ask them questions. Right. You have to be careful, though. What if you step in an area where they don't want to talk about or it's sensitive? If someone, for example, if you just met somebody and they lost their significant other, mm, and then you go, so right. uh, is your husband here or is your wife here? And now, right. now you've struck a nerve. So right. while I'm just playing the devil's advocate here, we, we want to yeah. ask questions, but you have to be careful. Absolutely. And I, I think that's part of listening, too. So I think everybody likes to hear hear themselves talk. <laughs> so I think it's really important for people who who need to get out and who feel isolated to make those connections is through listening and, and just asking you know, really generic questions that are very kind of, you know, uh, non-threatening. And what I also do is in the programs I do is I tell people when you come, you can just sit and watch. You don't have to participate. You don't have to feel you have to get out there and get involved with all the laughter activities we do. You just sit, sit and, and just, you know, just watch. And, and from there, you know, you kind of build on that and say, you know, this looks like fun. I want to get involved too. I think a lot of people <laughs> don't even realize mm-hmm. that they are isolated or right. that they are lonely. It's just mm-hmm. a melancholy feeling that they're having it and that's the way they expect their life mm-hmm. to be. Right. But they don't understand it could be so much better. Absolutely. And also, I think it has a lot to do with risk-taking, too. We all get set in our ways, especially as we get older, that it's harder and harder to get out of your kind of rut or your way of thinking. Comfort zone. Comfort zone, exactly. That that it's it's a process. It really is. And that's why I kind of like, I I kind of focus on, too, to get out of that rut. When we walk around my community, a lot of times Uh I overhear conversations that people are worried about the, the direction of the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get political here, but people are sure. scared about what's going on. And mm-hmm. yet somebody who will mm-hmm. who begin pontificating about, you know, the government, the direction it's going, what it's doing to the world. And then we get others that will say, you know what? I, we're not even going to be here. Unfortunately, it's the world we're leaving for our grandkids. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. What suggestions do you have for that with people being focused on on the the all the problems going on in the world today? What would you tell them? Well, first of all, you should come to my laughter club because <laughs> we're non-political for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, getting involved with you know political conversations is a really, it's really, really tricky, very touchy. So I, I think it's important to really kind of focus on, you know, one of the things that that's great about the work I do is laughter is a way to divert from that, divert from from controversial issues, finding ways that. You find things that you have in common with each other through laughter and building those relationships. You just get away from all those barriers of offending somebody or people feel threatened by something. I mean, that's why we don't do jokes either. Um, oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, what's funny to me may not be funny to right. you. That's correct. Right? And, and it can be very threatening and hurtful. And not everybody gets the joke. So how do you so, yeah. generate humor if you're not going to tell jokes? She come to my laughter club. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in seriousness, we do like a series of, of exercises, kind of like improv exercises that triggers laughter, that gets people engaged in laughter without using comedy or jokes. So it's a whole process. It really is to get people laughing and having a good time, feeling connected. I think one of the unfortunate things is uh, the generation of people that are in our communities mm-hmm are still stuck to old news. Uh, for example, they 
run down to grab their newspaper when it arrives or they turn when I, mm-hmm. when I walk into apartments to help a resident they've got CNN on or they got Fox News on mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and they're glued to that news and it's mm-hmm. like if people would just shut the news off for a little while and create at least create time or a space that I am from here to here, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to turn it on. I'm not going to look at the newspaper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going to spend more time down in the lounge or down on Main Street. Mm-hmm. We call our, our main uh, area of our community Main Street. Mm-hmm. And to do mm-hmm. that rather than staying away from the news, mm-hmm. what do you think of that? I think it's a great idea. It is. I, I think that, you know, with, with all the different, um, you know, news, you know, all the you know news, news, news sources, reading, you know, watching cable TV and the 24-hour news cycles these days. I think it's important to get away from that. I would even recommend the lady who says walk to the Hallmark Channel because that's getting Uh lost in fantasy and stories and staying away from the news. How did you get into Now, you and I have known each other for quite a few years. How did you get into doing what you do? Because you're one of those people that I went away for a couple years, came back, and you're still doing the same thing. Yeah, right. So how did you get into that? (laughs) To make a long story short, I was originally in the field of rec therapy. I was running recreation programs for... Adults with disabilities for, for a number of years. And as I was doing my work, I was trying to find ways to enhance the quality of life of my clients, people I was supporting, uh, taking care of. One day I came across this organization called the World Laughter Tour. I found this interesting, you know, very interesting, the, the whole idea of a World Laughter Tour. I didn't know anything about it. So I did a little more research and I came across this individual, this gentleman who ran this organization named Dr. Steve Wilson. He created this whole concept around good, hard living and the six practices. I did a little more research, and I talked to him a little bit, and he said, we do these programs, and we train people to these programs called laughter clubs. And we do have these pro- we have these trainings all around the country. And uh, he said, well, feel free to come to one of our trainings, which I did. So after two days, I became a certified laughter leader and learned how to run these laughter club <laughs> programs and learning the difference between laughter and humor and all this wonderful stuff. So at that time, I brought this program back to where I was working at the time, and I started doing, doing monthly laughter clubs. Really? At that point, I saw some great outcomes. The folks I was supporting, the, the, my clients, they seemed seem happier, more upbeat. Um, they're less depressed. Um, they seem more connected with each other, as we've been talking about. So I said, this is something I should carry on to other, other organizations, to, to the community. Offer has this it, in the community. Has it brought joy to your life? Has it brought more joy? Yeah, I mean, I've always been someone who likes to laugh anyway. Nice. <laughs> it was just kind of a natural fit for me. And I've always been involved in you know, running groups and doing group uh, facilitation and doing group work. So this was a kind of a natural fit for me. It really was. Um, well, you're listening yeah. to <laughs> Senior Living Connecticut. We, we've right. been talking with Trevor Smith, who's a certified laughter mm-hmm. leader, mm-hmm. and you're with Blue Sky Consulting. Right. You love to go out to organizations and mm-hmm. and do some laughter workshops to get right. people to change their mindset and everything. Yep. And what's yep. the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, so my email is uh, tsmith, that's T-S-M-I-T-H, 9913 at gmail.com. Is there a phone number you'd like sure. people to call you Sure, absolutely. Thanks. 413-204-8308. Give us uh, one more tip. Leave us with the last tip on, again, on, on the whole social connection, being with people. What do you recommend? When, when you find yourself with people, what's a good practice to get into, to make it the most of that opportunity? 
Well, again, like I was saying before, I, I think this, uh, you know, finding things you have something in common with, with somebody else, listening and asking questions, being curious, being intellectually curious with other people, um, finding things that you have something in common with. I, I think that's really important. And also, I think it's also good not to have high expectations. And just being, being with other people, I think, is a big part of it. You know, just being around other people. I mean, that really is really important to really focus on. Okay. Um, and what I tell the folks who come out to my programs, again, as I was saying earlier, you can just sit back and watch. Yeah. You know, talk with people. You don't have to participate. Well, we look forward you to know? you doing your event at yeah. uh, Evergreen Crossings. And right. thanks for coming out, Trevor. We appreciate your Thank time. You. Thank you for having me on your show. All right. I really appreciate it. Uh, you've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut. I'm Bill Corbett <laughs> from Evergreen Crossings Retirement. And I'm Hollis Hartman from Harbor Chase of Evergreen Walk. We hope you'll join us on the air every Saturday morning at 830 or listen to our podcast online at seniorliving-ct.com. And if you have ideas for other topics that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show or uh, other guests to find to bring on the show, we hope that you will contact us by sending us an email at seniorlivingct at gmail.com. 